femininity is powerful in all its forms, exceptional women, rare girls must be appreciated in every way for their perspectives, actions, thoughts, and their unique ways of being. Such rare girls are inspiring, and this is what this podcast is all about. Hello, my name is Aziz, and my guest today is Rumia Imachoevna. Rumia is from Khorog in Tajikistan. She lives in the United States, but right now she is back in her home country to work at a mobile clinic that goes around villages and provide free medical diagnostics. Romia studies biotechnology at the University of Kansas, but she wants to become a physician. Her hobbies are people watching, reading, and traveling. Her biggest achievement is that she has established a PCR laboratory for COVID-19 testing in her hometown. At that time, she was the only specialist then she started teaching others this specialty. Rumia, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm feeling positive. I'm feeling lucky to be alive and curious about you as a person. So I'll begin with this. If your friends in the U.S. could describe your personality compared to your friends in Tajikistan, would they say some different things or how would they describe your personality? Um, I think, yes, they would say pretty much the same, both in the U.S. and Tajikistan. I think people would describe me as positive. Um, but I think in the U.S. people will also describe me as overly ambitious. Um, because I think here in Tajikistan, all of my friends are since... I was a kid and everybody's like in a different field. So I don't really show how ambitious I am. But all of my friends in the U.S. are either from university or like from work. And they know that I'm a very ambitious person. Tell me more. What does an ambitious person mean to you, especially that you love people watching? And what motivates some people to be ambitious and others not so much? I don't really know what makes some people be more ambitious and then less ambitious. Ambitions for me is actually to want something. It's not necessarily to want to be like a good professional or like be successful person, make a lot of money or like be the best in your field and stuff like that. Ambitions for me also means is to become a good mother and to have a good household and whatever your goal is, whatever you strive for is your ambitions. Ambitions. I think what makes some people more ambitious than others, I think it's character because life is challenging and some people have a harder or better developed character where they go through things no matter what. And some people just back off sometimes and like lay back and say, hey, whatever I have right now, I'm okay with that. Maybe I should cut off my goals and stuff like that. That's really interesting. And I would love to know, what's the story of you deciding to study biotechnology and what interests you in becoming a physician? 
Why didn't you go a more direct route to becoming a physician? What fascinates you about it? Tell me more about that. Well, I think biotechnology was just a, a random thing that I had to choose uh, because I wanted to become a physician since I graduated high school. And the reason for that was um, I was in the hospital in ninth grade because I got some kidney problems and um, I had to be hospitalized for 10 days straight. I didn't have friends around me and my family was not allowed to visit me that often. Uh, so I was all by myself. It was just me, the nurses, the doctors, and I love people watching. So I would watch people run back and forth and stuff. And I saw that being in Madison is not like having a job. That's a lifestyle. So it's not about a question of balancing out your personal life and your family life and stuff like that. It's actually living in the lifestyle. It's constantly going and moving and trying to be the best and then doing your best and seeing the people and not looking at the people as things. As a doctor, you look at people not as like, this is your disease. You look at them, you are this person, you are somebody's kid, you are somebody's mom, you're somebody's father, and you are in this situation. So my job is to help you to get out of it. So that kind of thing that motivated me to go and become a physician. Um, also, I love the outfits. <laughs> I love scrubs. I think they're the most comfortable clothes that you, a person could ever have. Um, and I chose biotechnology because all of the curriculum is matching uh, whatever I need to get to medical school. But then I felt love with the microbiological world because I could see my own skin I could create my own DNA I could like create my own like baby cells with my own DNA which are genetically my kids and stuff so I got interested in all of this amazing microbiologic stuff that we don't see but it exists so I think I felt in love with biotechnology but I just chose it randomly that's fascinating and it seems to me that people are really valuable and important for you. How is your relationship with people? Are you extroverted? Do you get along and understand people easily? Are people for you the most fascinating thing in the world? Or people are who you want to help and you do it for that? How much is that connection with people, a big part of who you are and of who, of your life? Um, I think I'm an extroverted introvert. Um, I'm a person who easily gets along with everybody. I'm also very detail-oriented, so I really can adjust uh, myself to all the people that I talk to. I try, like, it's usually very easy for me to communicate with people, to be honest. Like, I have never learned communication skills. I have had them naturally, most, mostly. People are the big, the big part of my life because those are the people, those are the creatures that I interact with the most. I love animals. I love dogs and cats and all of the animals around the world. But I think I'm too sensitive to want to be like a vet because when I see sick animal, it breaks my heart. But with a person, I know this is the situation, but I can hold back my feelings and then turn on my logic and look at you and say, hey, this is what we need to get down with you. So yeah, people are 
been one of my favorite um, creatures, I think. I love people, but I also need my breaks from people. So um, I work about five times per week. And then I have one day, which is usually the weekend, that I try to take myself out of like the community and just check up with myself and see how I am doing. Because being in Madison, it's hearing a lot of devastating stories. It's hearing good stories, but also it's hearing a lot of devastating stories. So I really hold off a little bit, hold back sit back and then think, okay, so what happened through the week and maybe go get coffee on my own, read a book. I just like spend time with like some pets and stuff so I can get uh, relieved. So I think I'm more extroverted introvert. That's fascinating. And to describe you, since you lived both in the US as well as in your home country, how would you describe people in the U.S. and how different are they to people from Tajikistan? Who is, like, if you could describe a girl from Tajikistan in 2022, how would be, like, some common characteristics or traits or attitudes, and how different would they be compared to uh, people in Kansas? Oh, um, I think both people from Tajikistan and Kansas are great people. I think the biggest difference that I have noticed is people in Tajikistan are more um, easygoing. People in the United States are more conservative when it comes to building relationships, building friendships. So if I was about to describe a girl from Kansas versus from Tajikistan, I would say that a girl from Kansas is like probably she got good education, at least the level of high school and stuff. Um, And she is nice and she's very friendly and then she smiles, but she would not be able to build like strong open relationships very fast. She would really check the person, take that time. And a girl from Tajikistan, even in 2022, unfortunately, might have some high school, but not all the girls from Tajikistan have all of the education of like proper high school and stuff. Um, So it depends, but she is very easygoing. She's very nice. You will talk to her, share a few things with her, and then she will think like, oh, we are best friends now. So I think that would be the biggest difference. We, as Tajik people, we are very open. And with U.S., I think people there are a bit more conservative. Thank you. That's so interesting. And since you mentioned friendships, deeper connection, what kinds of people or traits in people do you look for that will make good friends that when you meet a person, you think, yes, this is my person? And what is really the definition of friendship for you as a girl from Tajikistan that you find harder to build abroad like in Kansas? Um, I think friendships friendships for me are overly important things. Um, I, To be honest, I don't have a lot of close friends. Um, and to be very honest, I don't have a lot of friends. I do have a very, very small circle, but I have very good quality friends. So the things that I love, I think I'm able to love everything about people Um, I could easily tell you the things that I don't like about people. I don't like people with a high ego. 
And I also don't like people who are very selfish. And I don't like people who really think that, you know, they have so much and they're so good. And they're like, you know, you can't even talk to them because they're like this big, cool, cool people that nobody can like go up to. I really like easy people. I like people who build friendships easily. I like people who trust. Um, I know your trust could be broken. And that's one thing in the United States is because trust can be broken. They build a a boundaries, big boundaries for you to cross. So it will take you so much longer to become close friend with somebody in the United States. Uh, with us, we don't build that boundary so high. Um, I think that's maybe something that is very naive of me, a bit foolish because I got my heart broken like that too many times by trusting and by thinking that, oh, like, you know, I'm very open with these people and I'm their best friend. And they're my best friend too. They also think of me as a best friend, but then I figure out that, oh no, we were just friends. You know, there's a difference between just friends and a best friend in my opinion. I understand 100%. And to ask you, since you have experience in the medical field, both in Tajikistan and in the US, what are some things you believe the U.S. medical system could learn from Tajikistan and what things would be changed in Tajikistan to be more similar to the U.S. so that the medical field can develop even more? Oh, that's a great question. That's a wonderful question. Um, I think the biggest thing that the Tajik medical schools and medical system here can build from the United States is to give more practice to give more on-site practice to students, to upcoming doctors, and also to really focus on the way that we communicate with patients. Because sometimes, uh, you know, it's culture thing too. We tend to go over what we need to do for the patient. We tend to like get too involved with the patient, which is wrong to do in medicine, in my opinion, or like getting like less involved uh, with a patient. So communication, also the technology, but the technology is a big other thing that we can get from the United States. I think it will take many, many years to bring all of the technology, but practice would be my biggest thing. Um, I think Tajikistan medical system is missing their own hand practices um, United States is doing a great job on doing that. Um, also, I would really change, if I could, I would really change how the system in Tajikistan works. Uh, because in Tajikistan, you graduate high schools and then you can go to medical school. In the United States, you graduate high school, you get your bachelor's, and after your bachelor's, you have to pass MCAT, get interview, and things like that. And only then you can uh, go to medical school and become a physician. So, because we skip all of those steps, um, I think sometimes we have in medical schools and doctors that didn't want to be doctors. They were just forced by the fact that, oh, you're a good student, you should become a doctor. Like, my mama wants me to become a doctor. And because they went straight from high school to university, they didn't even had time to discover if medicine is exactly what they want. So we have sometimes burned out doctors that, the only reason they burn out is the fact that, well, you know what? I didn't want to be here. So I think the U.S. system allows to like cut that 
amount of population going to medical schools. But the one thing that I think Tajik people can teach U.S. Med, uh, medical system would be taking less patients so they can provide to get connected more to the patients. In U.S., there's too many patients for one doctor, and I think that they don't have enough time to build connections with them. I love how important people and building connections are for you and to ask you. Since people watching it is your hobby, imagine someone from another place or culture who doesn't even understand how people watching can be fascinating. They will wonder, are you like looking at people, imagining some backstory for them that is interesting, like the super cool superheroes, or are you an empath and you can feel their energy and wonder what's going on in their lives? Or for you, imagine someone who never people watched, who doesn't understand the interest or fascination. If you could get them interested into <laughs> such an activity, how would you describe it? What would be cool about it? How should they do it? Where, what times of the day, etc.? Just share your people watching masterclass. <laughs> That's a fun question. I don't think I have a master class in that, but I think I would say is as a as a young adult, I never used to slow down. Um, I was very good at school and I always tried to go and like do school and then get all the good grades and then be the best I could be. So I never slowed down. At the university, um, I realized that slowing down is not bad and we need to slow down and we need to take breaks. So for somebody who hasn't been people watching, I would say that slow down in the busiest street you can find and just look at the people who cross. Maybe you sit in a cafe and look at the people who get coffee. Look at them. What kind of coffee? do? Don't be weird about that. Like, don't stare at them. But like, look what kind of coffee did they order? Look at somebody who is like running too fast. Does this woman looks like she's a mother of like 10 kids and then she's trying to catch all her kids? What is this man dressed up in a suit? Is he a businessman? Is he trying to get a job? Why his eyes are so sad? Try to find a person in the crowd that is different. Maybe everybody's rushing, but try to find that person with your eyes that is like, you know, he just sits there and smiles. How many people can you see in this like busy crowd just smiling for no reason? Somebody maybe got a text from a boyfriend or girlfriend, a wife or a husband, and they have this big, big, big smile on their face. And kind of like try to predict what are those people about and you don't do that to judge you do that to understand people more i think people watching helps me to make a backstory for people in my head and i don't need that to be confirmed but i see people doing like slowing down stopping and they see a person who's like homeless on the street as- asking for money and they give him something and then you see another like person who comes to that per- person like who sits on the street and instead of giving them money they talk to them for a little bit and they ask what's going on and then they maybe give them money or maybe they offer whatever else and you know you see this like people who stop for a puppy they see a puppy on the street and they're like oh, let me take this puppy or let me... And there's sometimes people who are angry for no reason and like they see this little puppy and they try to kick it and stuff like that. Like, it's just like 
trying. This is a loving movie, I think. If you want to watch a movie, maybe I don't watch TV that much. I watch people, but they're like living movies. Like this is so fascinating that each person, each individual that we have in this crowd has their backstories, have the completely different lives that we don't even know about. We will probably never cross paths. So I think slow down and look around yourself. You'll see so many fun things, so many good things. That's so fascinating and so very well described. And Rumia, is what's your plan for the future? Do you plan to live in the U.S. to work in the medical field there? Is there a specific city that you would love to be living in, um, or any other place in the world? Like, where do you see yourself when you complete your education and you become a physician hopefully what would be the dream come true situation for you that's a difficult question at this moment because um a couple years ago that was a sudden stone for me that was like i either come graduate get everything done and then come here and start working here for sure back at home or it's new york city I love New York City. I like their residency programs. I love how they train their doctors. So for me, it was like either New York City or back home. At this moment, I know that I'm not limited to my home country and I'm not limited to the United States. So I can choose. Um, I have done quite a a lot of traveling, but I don't think I have traveled enough to pick a city that I would love to be in for the rest of my life. I need to still discover that. But one thing that I know for sure is no matter where I'll be in the world, there will be two or three months out of the whole year that I will be coming here and try to provide either a free medical care or provide a very low cost medical care in my home country. That's a way to say thank you for the character that my home country built in me. It nurtured me. I think it gave me the nature and United States nurtured me. So a person that I am right now, it's because I have been set values here in Tajikistan that I keep with myself. And then United States is also my home and it nurtured those values. And it may be who I am today. Uh, Many people know me because of that, because of that country. And I'm forever grateful for both of those places. I think they're equally my home now. Thank you. And I'm curious about you as growing up in Tajikistan. Did you feel that you belonged in a way that you fit in like a glove into the culture or because of the age we live in and social media, you had picked up a lot of the cultural elements from the US, from the UK, from Korea and Japan and all over the world. And therefore you felt more of a citizen of the world who desires more freedom and to go everywhere. How were you? Were you like a girl, like you said, always studying, but felt like you wanted more there wherever you were, you didn't fit in as well as you could, or you fit in perfectly, but the pandemic happened and all those life changes and suddenly (laughs) you found new parts of yourself that let you mature and change. I think as a kid, it was hard for me to belong anywhere and it's still like this. I don't think I truly and fully belong everywhere. I think the price you pay 
pay for traveling and the price you pay for like living in different countries is you become half this, half that, and you don't really know where you truly belong. Um, growing up as a kid, I need to mention the biggest thing. I grew up as a very sensitive kid. Um, I am still a very sensitive person. Now I try to control that more, but I did grow up as a very sensitive person. So oftentimes I didn't feel that I, I belong. And the reason for that was, I think the men in my class and the men in my society, in my culture is treated a little bit different. You know, um, there's different, if you look at our um, cultural houses that we built here, you look, there's a different spot for men, different spot for women. And usually women are sitting up higher, men are sitting up lower. So, you know, like they're the protector, they're the provider, they're like this, 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 this. And um, I was raised in a family of two girls. It was just two girls. And the only male that we had around us was my dad. Um, And my dad is like, he never told us to grow up, get married and be happy. He always told us to grow up and do whatever you want, whatever you feel like doing. It's either getting married or it's either getting like job or something like that. And sometimes because I felt more like I need to do more and I want more in my life. Um, it became like like a thing for me, like I don't truly belong here. And maybe this was the time that I was trying to like seek and look for some other places. Yeah, that's that's probably that. Like I'm honest, I don't truly belong here because I do have a lot of differences. And I think I had those differences and felt them very strongly when I did renovation at my parents' apartment. So last year I did a renovation and renovation here in Tajikistan culture is a man job. A man knows all the nails, all the like plumbing stuff that they have to like buy and stuff. And I had to do it on my own. <laughs> so I had to like pick all these things and try to figure out what is this plug? What is this plug? Where is this electricity goes? And uh, I had people who worked for me, but then I had to provide the materials for them. And every time I go to the stores, they would be like, no, like, like they would like talk to me like, um, I don't know what I'm talking about. So I learned all the nails and all the sizes and their names. And then I went to the store and I was speaking with that guy in his language. And he's like, oh, there you go. And I kind of got this validation, which I think in 2022, that's a silly thing to do to get a validation. But I guess we still have to do that. Thank you so much, Rumia. This was my privilege, my honor, such a wonderful way to learn more about a girl who is as ambitious, as hardworking, and as freedom-loving, as well as people-loving as you are. So I wish you success, and thank you so much for participating. Thank you. That was my honor. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.